and to the Harley Street Doctor podcast. This is Alia Shakir, the Managing Director at the Harley Street Health Centre in London. Today we thought it might be helpful to talk a little bit about stress and burnout and this might turn into a short series um, depending how we go today. What we're seeing at the clinic is people coming in with all sorts of physical ailments after a period of chronic stress and also people who just aren't aware that what they've been experiencing from their tiredness to their low mood to their change of appetite and so on really comes down to burnout which can be quite sinister and sometimes we just don't know it's here till it's here. So we hope that this podcast gives you a little bit more information and arms you to deal with these difficult issues. So let's start with the basics. What is stress? What do we mean by stress? At its simplest, stress is your body's physical response to mental or emotional pressure. It can be helpful to see it as an equation. So we have resources in life and we have demands. Resources can mean things like time, money, health, energy levels, all of that we would count as a resource. Also other people who can help and so on. Demands are quite easy to understand. They're needing to get the kids to school early in the morning. It's bills, it's work demands, deadlines, all the rest of it. That's what we understand as demand. So your stress is your resources minus your demands. And if your demands exceed your resources, then we enter a stress state. And the issue with this is not that, you know, stress is a normal part of life. The problem is when we start experiencing it chronically, where there's no respite from it, where you end up in a constant state of feeling stressed. And after a while, you may not recognize it as such. When you're stressed, your body believes it's under attack. It's an evolutionary thing. So it turns to a fight or flight mode and sometimes also freeze. So as a result, the mix of hormones and chemicals that is being released in your body is preparing you for survival, for physical activity. Blood might be diverted to your muscles, causing loss of concentration or difficulty digesting food. And then when the threat passes, your body then usually then returns to normal. But if you're constantly under pressure and you have chronic stress, that might not be the case. And that's when we get at risk of burnout. So let's talk about the signs of stress. Look, as I said before, stress is a normal part of life. And sometimes we're going to change our behaviors or feel a little bit different temporarily. What we're concerned about and what we want you to be concerned about is when this starts to stretch over a period of time with very little respite. So let's talk about what we might do when we're stressed. There are changes in behavior, things like drinking or smoking more or taking them up if previously not the case. It changes our appetite, as I said before because of the change in our hormones and so on. So we may overeat or we may lose our appetite. We'll notice a change in our sleep patterns. We might find it hard to fall asleep or have disturbed sleep that seems to be interrupted or maybe become quite light sleepers. You might notice immediate sort of physical changes such as a racing heart, 
shaking, hot flushes, tingling sensations in your arms and legs, butterflies in your stomach, or maybe you start feeling nervous about going to work when you didn't previously. Maybe you start feeling nervous about waking up and dealing with the kids. That's all a sign that you might be dealing with chronic stress. And then we get into things like cancelling the things you like doing. Sometimes what we try and do when our demands are a little bit overwhelming is we focus on reducing our demands. But usually there are some demands that we feel we can't change, such as work and family. So we then we sort of clear our diary of the things that matter to us and make us happy. So, for example, you might like going to the gym and you'll stop going or seeing your friends and then you would prefer to just stay in and so on and so forth. Other things you might be doing is avoiding things you need to do because you're tired or you don't have the energy. So things that typically you did before, such as, I don't know, tidying up or doing your laundry personal grooming things um, and also certain responsibilities that you're putting off. You might be experiencing physical symptoms such as indigestion and heartburn. That can definitely be a common symptom of stress. You may have problems having or enjoying sex and you might even see a decline in your sex drive, just feeling a bit flat. You may find yourself feeling unwell or falling ill more often and just having these sort of annoying little issues all the time, muscle aches and pains, suddenly your shoulder will start hurting or your knee, but you can't really pinpoint why that might be. Headaches, constipation, or the opposite, it really plays havoc with our gut health. You might also find strain on your relationships, both at work and at home. Do you find that you're arguing more often with your partner or that you're short-tempered with people in your family or at work? All of these are signs that you know, you might be dealing with stress right now. I'm no stranger to stress or burnout. So I am speaking to you really as a soldier in arms here. (laughs) It's been uh, a journey of learning how to cope, how to deal with things, how to spot the signs. Um, So please don't feel that you're alone dealing with this. After a while, if you have been stressed chronically, The risk is that you step into burnout. Now, burnout affects a lot of people. It can affect nearly one in four working women, for example, and it affects many, many men. And it has sort of five key symptoms that it's important to be aware of, both in yourself and the people around you, because sometimes it's the people around us who spot these things before us. So one of the things that burnout does is it in some ways replicates some of the symptoms of depression and can cause depression. So after we've sort of dealt with chronic stress and we're moving through burnout, if burnout takes hold, we can start to feel depressed. One of the things is we start to feel a sense of failure and self-doubt. And that comes from essentially chronic stress can defeat us on the primary level of our energy and our ability to get things done. And if we're feeling tired and drained all the time, we stop 
doing the things that make us feel like we're succeeding you know we wake up to an untidy home or uh, we don't look our best because we just can't bring ourselves to do our hair this morning or all those sorts of things the little things that really make us feel like we're functioning and successful adults tends to fall away so we end up with this sense of real failure and self-doubt Also, after a while, we end up with this feeling of nowhere to turn, whether that's true or not. So after we're sort of stuck in that feeling, you get a feeling of helplessness, feeling trapped and defeated. And that comes from uh, the sense of being constantly under threat, constantly trying to keep up. Um, And after a while, because there's no let up, it can really leave us feeling like we've lost this battle. It also can make us feel very lonely. We can feel very, very alone in the world um, and feel detached from other people around us and the world we're in. What we end up feeling as well is just this increasingly negative outlook on life we lose motivation, nothing seems to be going right, we tend to notice what's bad about everything, what's bad about ourselves, become increasingly self-critical and critical of others. And we lose our sense of ability to feel satisfied or a sense of accomplishment because there's always something else to do and there's always something that isn't quite right and we haven't done enough. So It's one of those things that is quite sinister, as I said, because it comes, um, it sort of creeps in and you just don't know it's there for the longest time and you're in it and you're living it. And because you're just powering through, maybe to the outside, people might see that you maybe you've lost your spark or something like that. But to be honest, you're dealing with it rather well. The more we can do to prevent burnout, the easier it is to recover. Once you're in burnout, recovery is tough. It can take a while and it requires a lot of you to come out of that state. So our job is to try and prevent us getting there by interrupting this process at the point where we start to feel chronically stressed. Okay, so enough of all that doom and gloom. Let's talk about what can we what we can do about it. Okay? The first thing I would advise is to not keep it to yourself. If you're experiencing stress, you have got to be open about it. It's very common. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you're a good mum or dad. It doesn't mean you're a bad colleague, none of that. Trying to hide it is going to prevent anyone from being able to help. And it does add to your stress levels trying to conceal that you are stressed. So take it from me, one of the best things you can do is reach out and you would be very, very surprised at how most people will respond. Let's say you're thinking, you know, other people can deal with it. My friend can deal with it. I'm, 
I'm watching her live her life and juggle lots of things. She seems absolutely fine. I should do, I should be able to deal with it. My colleagues at work are also dealing with um, the same sort of workload and they're all fine. How do you know they're fine? You know, you are very good at putting on a mask and going into work and doing all of that. How do you know they're not doing the same? You need put people by your side and definitely at home, but ideally also at work. Now, we talked about the equation before, didn't we? About your demands and your resources. And when your demands outweigh your resources, well, stress occurs. So what we need to do is we need to reduce our demands in a very determined way and increase our resources in the same way. If we're scrapping trying to reduce our demands, we don't really sit down and think about our demands properly. So this is an invitation to really think about them. Think about the clutter in your life. Are there things that you do that maybe someone else should or could be doing? What could wait? What can't wait? Is there something that you're just not able to fit into your current life that you really want to fit into your current life? And does that need to replace something else? It's a careful consideration of your demands. And remember that sometimes we tell ourselves stories about the demands in our lives that aren't necessarily true. It might not necessarily be true that only I can do this thing right? Who am I protecting in my life by not asking more of them to support me? Okay, that's the examination we need to do individually at the start of this journey. Then we need to think about our resources. There are some things we don't have a lot of control over, okay? We don't necessarily have a lot of control over how much money we have, for example. But if we have a little extra money, would we consider, I don't know, Hiring a cleaner once every two weeks to free up one weekend day or something like that. Do you have people around you willing to help with things? Because we know that time is a very important resource. How can I ask them to take on their fair share? Can I speak to my colleagues to see if things could be spread out a little bit differently or delegated differently? What are the options that I have? This is a consideration here. But one of the things that we don't think about as a resource is our health, Um, our mental and physical health, but our health. If we make a decision today that, okay, what is in my hands that won't change too much in my life? I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to start eating clean. I'm going to cut out things that cause me an inflammatory response because I know that's not helping. So let me cut out the junk food and things like that. Let me make sure I'm getting enough hydration. Let me go to sleep one hour earlier. Let me see all the ways that I can just boost my physical health. And for my mental health, what can I do? Can I replace the moody drama I'm, I'm following with maybe a comedy? Maybe I need to make sure that I'm spending time with the people who are a resource to me, who fill me with good feeling, who listen, who make me laugh. Whatever the things that we need to do to add to our resources and reduce our demands, we should be doing at this stage. And we should really be trying to prioritize ourselves above all else. I really hope this has been helpful and we look forward to speaking to you again. 
We may do a second episode specifically about work-related stress because I know that is a common issue that we get asked about quite a lot. But for now, thank you very much for joining us and we will speak again very soon.